0: Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee
1: You promise your child they can be anything they choose. They promise to follow their dreams. Our promise is to help you save for college today and every day worry-free. YouPromise.com lets you save extra money for college by doing the everyday things you already do. Link any college savings plan with a free YouPromise account and watch your child's dreams become their future. Sign up today at YouPromise.com for a $30 welcome bonus. Start now at YouPromise.com.
2: Hey there, guys. I wanted to tell you about something new. I've launched a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Andrew Brand. People have asked about getting more content, more insight, more information from me, and now that's available through various tiers. If you're able to join on patreon.com, you can get shoutouts from me. You can get the Business of Sports podcast transcripts. You can get Ask Andrew Questions, weekly newsletters, all kinds of ways to interact with me, including A monthly conversation about whatever you want to talk about, jobs in the sports industry, breaking into sports. It's all available now on Patreon.com, Andrew Brandt. If you're able, please join, select your tier, and be able to have further content and interaction with me. Patreon.com slash Andrew Brandt. I hope you join. Hey there, welcome to this week's edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Got a good one for you this week, Liz Clark of the Washington Post on that Breaking story last week about the toxic and harassment culture at the Washington Redskins. Yes, I call them that, but the Washington Football Club with a soon-to-be-new name. All the things that went on in that, Liz and her co-writer at the Washington Post, Will Hobson, did some great reporting, talked to many people in and out of the organization about what happened, what that culture was, how young women were treated there. Hopefully we'll have change ahead with um, what's going on with a lawyer being hired, trying to do an internal review, hopefully some systematic change will go on. But there's a lot of discussion about what you reported, my insights, talking a lot about Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, or the Washington Football Club, soon to be a different name than Redskins. We will talk about that in a minute. First, the rant of the week, When we are now at that precipice. The NFL and the NFLPA are having these negotiations. I've said it for months. This was bound to happen. And here we are, a replay of (laughs) what happened in baseball. We'll put aside the overarching question of whether we'll have football, whether we can have a sport that requires the opposite of social distancing, whether we can have a sport when the virus is raging in hot spots, whether we can have a sport Where they're not going to bubble, where there are going to be multiple infections, we don't know if there are going to be infections that require quarantining of entire, say, offensive lines, defensive lines, the whole team, how do you have competitive balance, how do you have a team, all of that, but putting aside that, and it's related, we have this two-part negotiation both at the same time that happened in baseball and now is happening in football, Health and safety, which protocols, we have a mass joint coordinated effort by stars of the NFL saying, what's going on? We don't have our protocols yet. We don't know what we can do. We don't have an infectious disease plan. Here we go. That's still being negotiated with some contentiousness that we're seeing on social media. And number two, the money. We haven't even gotten there. We hear about the owners wanting 40% reduction mostly in this year or this year and next year. The players wanting to smooth it out. In years ahead, we hear about a cap going down $40 million next year. How about that? This is going to be a problem, no question. And that sort of goes away while we hear more about what's the plan, what's the health and safety plan. You combine all this, that we have a three-part story going. Number one, is there going to be a sport with what's going on overall in the country and different state regulations, different feelings about Uh, size of crowds if there can be crowds if there can even be staged games or practices number two a negotiation about what's the plan to play through a virus if in fact that's what we're going to do and number three of course what's the financial plan and people are saying well the the players can just say oh we got a cap you can't do anything well good luck with that Owners don't. I've talked a lot about the lack of uh, accountability in these minimum spending standards that teams have. They'll be cutting veterans, just like they always do, but even more. And even more balance will sway towards rookie contracts if the players can't agree on anything. So we got a problem. Uh, we're in late July. People think that the NFL is just sad on this. They haven't had a plan. They're not working on it. They're not doing anything. I think it's strategic. I think the NFL is doing exactly what baseball did and running out the clock, which is letting the time run down until in baseball, the only choice players had was to play 60 games in order to get to camp, have a little bit of spring training time in summer, and then start the season. Well, in football, we're getting towards training camp, which the NFL seems to be saying, hey, get to camp, we're doing this. So the players almost have to agree because it's the deadline's going to creep up on them and like, oh my God, we got to get to camp. we got to get ready to play. I think the owner's plan, they probably have one in their back pocket, and lack of plan to the player's presentation is strategic. That's my feeling. This is cold business. And this will help them get the financial reward they want from the players, not reward, but the haircut so that the players feel their pain through loss of revenues related to no fans and otherwise so here we go that's going on in the nfl uh another quick rant uh people continue asking me about the mahomes contract i know 500 million ever says, how can you say it's not a great deal let's compare to dak prescott who's going through this right now dak prescott's going to make 31 million this year um pat mahomes going to make 11 million this year Dak Prescott, if he takes another tag next year, he'll make 37, say that's 68 over 2. Mahomes is going to make 63 over 3. The point of the Mahomes deal, I know it gets into these huge numbers later in the deal, 40, 45 a year, but come on. The Chiefs can't be feel like this is a fair deal for the best player in the league. This paltry number this year, $11 million, why do a deal for $11 million when players get 60, 70? You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, 40-something million, 50-something million, and similarly situated players. 63 over 3, same as Bridgewater, much less than Ryan Tannehill. You know, $10 bonus, that's what backups, top backups get. So I, I... You know, I don't know what to say. I like Lee Steinberg. I like Pat Mahomes a lot. I just, it's really the Chiefs. The Chiefs have to be feeling like, what the hell? You know, what the hell? I'm saying to them, what the hell? How can you make the player take this deal? You know he's going to be unhappy. And I learned the hard way. Lopsided deals don't work for anyone. So good luck with that, Chiefs. That once these players start passing passing Mahomes by, it's going to be a problem. Lesser quarterbacks are going to be making more than him. Already are. Already are, and he just signed the deal. So good luck. I mean, yeah, it's about – I mean, okay. It's a really 180 for six, which is 30 a year, a nice average, but even deals signed a couple years ago. Rodgers, Ryan, Wilson, all better than that. And those deals will run out. Those guys will get bigger deals. Okay, I've said my piece on the homes. You know, people love the $500 million number. I don't think he'll ever make that, Um, but that's what, uh, that's the game, (laughs) you know, get the big number out there, people jump on it. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest, the wonderful reporter for the Washington Post, who along with Will Hobson at the Post, put together this story that really outlined a detailed culture, you know, that included two years ago an incident with the cheerleaders on a trip. That really treated young women poorly treats young women poorly and has caused quite a stir among the league as it's trying to na- change its name this is now what's going on with the washington football club my guest for this week's business sports podcast liz clark of the washington post
3: thank you so much mm-hmm. andrew and let me just say um how invaluable my coworker will hobson was on this story just outstanding. Um, so I, I wish he were here as well, but we appreciate you thinking of the post. And I'm I'm happy to talk about our work and um, the workplace that I think we both have great insight into.
2: Yeah, Liz, I appreciate you mentioning Will Hobson as well. Both of you did a wonderful job in exploring mm-hmm. this. And I, I just want to give full disclosure. As you, I think you know, Liz, I'm born and bred Washingtonian yes. and born and bred diehard and I will say the word, Redskin fan, Uh, growing up, going to games with my dad at RFK Stadium and sharing that experience and seeing such great memories in my childhood of seeing them go to Super Bowls, following them to Super Bowls, one that we won against the Dolphins, one that we lost against the Raiders, Um, and all the way through most of my life before I moved to Green Bay, worked for another team, which kind of ended my fandom. But I think to set this up, what I have noticed from friends and family and fans over the past 10 to 15 years, Mm -hmm. how many of these so-called fans have given up or have their fandom waned in direct relation, in direct relation to ownership? Yes. And I think that is rare around any sport because I mean, people don't tune in to watch owners or care who the owner is. They want to see a good team. If the team's good, they're cool. And maybe because the team hasn't been good as well. But does my statement surprise you? Just the number of people that are like, I'm not I'm not into the team anymore or as much yeah. directly not, related to the owner.
3: Yes. No, of course, not remotely. Does not surprise me? Um, I like you have DC roots I was from a military family so kind of came and went but as a as a sports writer I've worked for the Washington Post now 21 years 22 years um gosh um and in that time I spent 8 years as a beat writer on on this team on the Washington NFL team Um, and, and I'm aware of my city, my neighbors, the whole vibe, no matter what I cover, I'm very aware of what's going on with this team and its fan base. And, you know, on kind of the most granular level, um, 10, 15 years ago, uh, so many trick or treaters I would get would wear their, their team jerseys, Daryl Green and, you know, Rigo or you know, their favorite players. You see none of that. And that started maybe five years ago. There are Nats jerseys and Caps jerseys. So it's this team, there's a total disconnect with young people, a disconnect with young parents who don't buy the merchandise for their kids. But, you know, the the more telling window is go to any game, tune on any game, the number of empty seats, the stadium itself which Dan Snyder ramped up from roughly 82,000 to about 93,000 at the high water mark, has been downsized at least three times that they acknowledge. Um, And so they won't now acknowledge a capacity of the stadium, much smaller. Um, Also, upper decks are papered over with signage. Uh, We've seen a lot in recent years, uh, you know, as many Eagles fans as, as skins fans right. so right. you know and you can go on StubHub and buy a ticket for five dollars so no doubt i mean if, if you have a head for business or just just common sense is there buzz in the stadium what is, is it is it electric do my neighbors envy me because i have these great tickets you know if if somebody bails on me can i find somebody else to go it's like right. you right. really cannot give it away there's no cachet no political cachet to be in the owner's box there's no vibe, no excitement. Um, so no, it's been, uh, and it's, it's not strictly about the performance. We can all put a number to performance, you know, haven't won a playoff game in 15 years, um, all different ways. But it's, it's a bigger disillusion, deeper disillusion that has to do with how many good people, good coaches have come and gone, how many resets, have been made every August, you know, new culture, new coach, new team, you know, it's 21 years of ownership. Um, Ron Rivera is the eighth full-time coach. He's 10th. If you count two interims Um, at the moment, there's no president, no GM. Uh, It's, it's stunning to me, but on coach Rivera's shoulders are now uh, getting the product on the field. Uh, Exciting. Uh, And, uh, resetting the culture. And by the way, help design a new name and logo. And it, it's just preposterous what he has been tasked with and or how the business side, management side of, of the team is 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 not functioning at a level it needs to, to deal with crisis of their own making.
2: The name change. Mm. You see that as related to your and Wells reporting over the recent weeks, months, et cetera?
3: No. So, Completely and different. I did talk, yes. I mean, both seismic, don't get me wrong, yes. but discrete buckets. So I had always said, knowing what I know about Dan Snyder and what, what I know about history and how business works and how the NFL works. I mean, even when there was traction on the name issue, maybe in 2012, 13, 14, um, what looked like real traction to a lot of people, that uh, the name would never be changed by the owner or the league unless uh, and, and, and until the owner felt it in his pocketbook, until it hurt the owners financially, till it right. hurt the right. league financially, that this is an extreme analogy, but we i hope we all understand the history of apartheid in south africa you know it was an odious inexcusable system uh, of of government for 40 50 years it it did not change because of a moral awakening or an epiphany it changed because companies divested they pulled their money out of the country it was brought to its knees economically So then it fell so on a much much smaller scale But but an important one, if you if you care about this team, um, the lever with the name change was quite clear. It was FedEx. um, And and certainly people are aware that Nike, PepsiCo, Bank of America were quick with, with statements. But it wasn't the one sentence statement that FedEx put out on July 3rd that said we have requested that the team changed its name. That that alone was seismic, not only because it's the naming rights, but it's a co-owner of the team. The same day, what what also happened is the FedEx lawyers writing, the Redskins lawyers, basically giving notice, we're gonna break this contract for naming rights. We're gonna do that at the end of 2020, unless you change the name. And they didn't put numbers to it, but I know the numbers. With six years remaining, that's $45 million. In fact, it's $45.6 million because it was spread out over time in equal increments. So that is the lever. That is what Dan Snyder, boom, within 24 hours, we're conducting a thorough review of the name. And so I don't know if the other sponsors were as explicit in private letters to say, we're taking our sponsorship away, but clearly 45 million, he can't absorb um, the loss of that. And uh, so that was the lever of that. It had nothing to do with sexual harassment or, um, or a verbally abusive workplace.
2: Uh, Liz, let me try another nexus. Cause when I saw the news three weeks ago, two weeks ago, that three of Dan Snyder's mm. partners, amassing yes. 40% of the team, Wanted out. I continue to ask, as someone who's an expert in the business of sports, I hope why? Why sure. in the world would they want out? The name's changing. It's it's a skyrocketing asset. Everyone knows these assets are very scarce, and if it's worth three billion, that's forty uh, percent combined. with that is about one point three billion. Why in the world would they want out? Is this the nexus? Like they saw this coming. You're reporting and wanted to scurry away from the brand as fast as they could, I still have questions why they would want out.
3: Sure. I think this is a fascinating question. I think there's so much misinformation or leaping to conclusions that that are wrong. Um, and no, they had no wind of this further reporting was not related to that. So the the one rationale we have gotten, this was three reporter effort to get this confirmed, and it was not easily confirmed. It was a matter of days. The owners were not happy being business partners with Dan Snyder. So obviously I have worked very hard as have my coworkers to put meat on the bones in what way They, you know, they each bought in or got in 2003. So 17 years of co-ownership. So right, why right. exactly, which is so, so fascinating. So I will tell you, uh, I have not spoken to any of the owners. I'm not aware that they've spoken to any reporter, but I'm not pulling this out of my rear. You know, it's as deeply reported as I can get from, you know, people who who do have insight. I'm not coming with a bombshell, but it was much more akin to a slow boil of incremental, much like the fan base. I mean, the Mm -hmm. fan base didn't go from a, hundred thousand waiting lists to you can't give away season tickets i mean there's that's hyperbolic but it it was a slow maybe like your own emotions or your your family's own emotions um there have again been so many resets so many uh it's such a a market of goodwill. I really think D.C. sports fans are amazing. You know, the capacity to forgive, forget, renew. You know, he's bringing back Coach Joe. It's going to be great this time. He's bringing in Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, man, he's a winner. You know, he's bringing in um, Shanahan. This is going to be great. You know, so many resets. And, And with the exception of Coach Joe, you know, each of these coaches has not only been kicked out prematurely, but amid some public disgrace that this owner allows, which is just embittering. You know, it, that, that should not be a part of ending a business relationship to, to somewhat humiliate or demean demean someone. So it, So if I'm a business owner on the affirmative side, yes. What greater job than to be a co-owner, a minority owner of of an NFL team? The money is printed for you. You get all the perks. You get the limos. You see the games. You go wherever you want on the sidelines. You bring your friends. No headaches. You don't have to make the decision, cast the vote. Um, So that does tell you also this was a serious divorce, and it was a long time in the making. I think each gentleman would tell you their tipping point might have been different. So it might have been the cheerleader scandal of two years ago that was just appalling that the New York Times broke. Um, that too was followed by an internal review that was gonna change the culture of the team. I'm not sure we saw that. Um, the the All the expectation, Andrew, I know you know so well of bringing in Brian LaFamina um, in 2018. and And this is a pro and he is gonna reset the business side um, in terms of spirit in the building. He was such an inspirational figure. Um, so many staff people were like, this has been a brutal workplace, it's a toxic culture, but here comes change and I'm all on board. We're gonna change, the whole thing is gonna change. He was fired in eight months, not even eight months. So that, from the business side, real simply, he came up with a plan to to take season tickets out, keep them off the resale market. In other words, he he, want, he he saw this as an essential step to recreate a home field advantage. You know what I mean? So it was a, an elaborate business plan. I shouldn't say elaborate, but I'm doing a poor job explaining it. No, it was a business plan he presented that said, you know, you're gonna take a financial hit because, but we are gonna improve the game day experience. We want Redskins fans in the stadium. To ch- and apologies for those who recoil at the name. I, I sometimes I I just it's a reflex. I I say it. But um. Me too. But so anyway, it was clear. This is how it's going to go. But we're going to come out better. You know, we're going to get that that vibe. We're we're going to tell the fans we value you. You know, we don't sue you. <laughs> he, he didn't say those words, but you know, we value the fans. We're going to make this exciting. You're going to want to come. Buy season tickets, come back to the Redskins, all these things, but but expect the dip. So Dan Snyder could not tolerate the dip. I mean, when the dip came, the first quarter came, revenues were down. It was like, oh, um, and then I think there were some interpersonal issues. If you know Bruce Allen, who was had the ear of Dan Snyder for uh, 10 years, ultimately, and he was the most significant figure in the building when when Dan brought in Brian LaFamina, he put him on equal footing with Bruce, which had not been done. So Bruce, you're president of this. Brian, you're president of this. Um, that can work in some workplaces. In this one, which in the uh, eight years, I covered it over many coaching changes, changing everything except the owner. I have seen many, many versions of this team. Um, the The sort of undercutting, when something goes bad, somebody sacrificed, it, as long as it's not me, you know, it's just not an environment where that was going to work, and it, it didn't work. But I have zero evidence that his eight-month tenure reflected anything about merit, you know, it, it right, was, right, and, right. and if I'm a co-owner, I'm shattered by that, like, you got to be kidding. Again, I'm not speaking for the three co-owners, and then... Say you like Bruce Allen. Say you really did like Bruce Allen or, or like that, um, how he played off of Dan. Like you, you could function with Dan because you had a, a guy who could work the league, knew the league politics, could be your out front guy, could get your stadium going. Like you, you were down with that. So not only is Bruce fired last December, he's again disgraced in the process. Like he's literally left in a parking lot um, you know, a Dan won't speak to him and he drives away. I just think it's more of an answer than you wanted, but I think no, this realization that I don't want to be your business partner for all the great things, um, or I'm not happy being your business partner. Again, that's the only language we have. Everything I've said is, is what I believe based on reporting, not talking to the owners. Um, it's not that different than the fan disillusion, really.
2: You've brought it up a couple times with uh, just talking about internal politics within the organization and the way Dan Snyder runs the office. Now, getting more specifically to your reporting about the harassment. Uh, you talked to, for people who haven't read this great reporting by you and Will, you talked to 15 women, uh, one on the record, who you allowed her name to be used. Um, Paint a canvas, if you will, for us in terms of, we use the word toxic, we use the words harassment. I'd like you to give it a little more texture in your own words.
3: Sure, sure. So we spoke to a a little over 40 people. Okay. The the story was based on uh, the accounts of 15 former female employees and two beat writers who were also on the record um and it was about the sexual harassment um and to some extent the verbal abuse uh they had suffered and these incidents span 2006 to 2019 so a 13-year span you can't peg it to one uh, iteration of the Redskins front office and um their issues or their experiences were really in two buckets one sexual harassment unwelcome advances uh Explicit text, stuff that would be beyond gross in a bar, but in no place, Mm -hmm. belongs in no workplace. Whether that is, um, you know, a text that says, Yeah, we have a bet going here, are your breasts fake or are they real or augmented? Um, Or uh, comments uh, directly, sometimes whispered, sometimes just said, You know, nice butt, turn around. Um, There's a, a stairwell. In the building that goes from the first floor down to where players are, the way it's set up—not um, for this purpose—it's just the way it's constructed. It's it's very easy to upskirt to stand at the bottom and look up the skirt of a woman coming down, and women were encouraged to wear heels and skirts there. Um, so that was a you know among women like don't go near the stairwell, and and that 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 happened. Uh, and then in the marketing side of things this is quite, uh, in the same vein of the cheerleader scandal, you know, as it became harder to sell luxury suites, uh, keep high-end customers, they they relied on a young female marketing staff, and these women were told, you know, wear wear a tighter dress, you know, so the, so the men have something to look at in the meeting. Um, if you want a, a reference to a uh, plastic surgeon to for the for the boob job, you know I can I can hook you up with that. Uh, so so that's the, that type of sexual harassment. This is for quite often women right out of college in their twenties, maybe making thirty thousand dollars a year. They did not feel uh, empowered to say anything. They 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 thought maybe this was normal. It seemed to be happening everywhere. Um, no one seemed concerned or embarrassed by it. Um, most notably, if we're going to talk about um, a failing by ownership or a failing by the leadership of the team, uh, if you own a business, work in a professional business, you know the importance of having a credible HR department. So this team, which is worth $3.4 billion, did not have um, a properly a staffed or trained HR department at any point. It had one person who had other tasks, and so no woman felt uh, they could go there without fear of, of retribution. Um, moreover, there was no training of the staff, no sy- systematic training. This is what a hostile workplace is. This is what sexual harassment is. This is what we permit. You know, had you had that, I'm not saying men need that, but just as a business, as common sense business. As a company, you spell it out. You have one young woman show a text that you've gotten that is beyond, you know, the bounds. You call in that employee and say, this isn't happening again. This is out of bounds. I'm not saying you're fired, but do it again and you are fired. You know, it's just, why was that not done? Because it was an expense that the owner didn't want to spend. You know, this is an owner who many fans regard as, He's great because he spends so much money on the team. He he loves the team because he spends. Yes, he spends. He spends profligately on free agents. And mm-hmm. it's not well money well spent. This is your terrain, Andrew, okay. but yeah. but you know that I'm right on that. Um, but if you if you're a B writer, if you cover the team, you see the penny pinching constantly. I mean, they the players have an outdoor bubble. There is one, there might be two portage ons. That is for the whole team and the coaching staff outdoors. I dare you. I don't think in the Big Ten or the SEC players, maybe I'm wrong, but it's just the facilities are subpar, not what you would think. The salaries are subpar. People are worked hard. And for some reason, HR was seen as an expense the team didn't need. Um, So so I hope that's a bit of a canvas.
2: Yes. Let me – let me pull the thread of a couple things you said. Wear tight outfits, uh, wear skirts and heels, encouraged. You said that a couple times, encouraged to do that. My question, encouraged by whom?
3: Um, it would generally be ahead of marketing or ahead of sales. Um, so the pressure came from on high. The way it's been described to me, you know, do make these sales, make these sales. Um, I we never found an email or a text saying the best way to to close a sale is a young woman in a tight dress. Um, it I I doubt that was in writing. We've not all seen all it, right. but um, the the accounts of being told. Um, where something tighter, uh, it's not one person. There, it's a similar it's over and over again. So, you know, the titles there change. I'm not trying to tap dance, but it might be the uh, vice president of marketing, the vice president of, um, I'm just drawing a blank, but, you know, well-salaried uh, mm-hmm. top executives, of the
2: Redskins. And some of the people that were removed, for lack of a, for a, as a euphemistic phrase, being fired in recent weeks, would they be implicated in sort of the the we talk about the these personnel guys, the Richard Mans, Alex Santos, talk about the CMO Gershman, and of course the uh, the media, Larry Michael, were there infractions more along those lines or even more more crude than that no
3: those certainly not every anecdote i relate or every just now um ties to each person but but yes the 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 five i'm sorry three so three three two were fired between as we reported the story but before it had published obviously there's a stage after the reporting that we need to go to the team and say uh, we're working on the story we need comment the first response was we don't respond to hearsay Uh, I think and, and so we came with a much more detailed here's what we have this this person, this incident. Here's another person. These words. Here's the text we have. So we were completely transparent with the team. Um, this is what we have. We're in the final stages. We need a comment. So I want to say within 24 hours, two scouts were fired who were on that list. We were not told, nor should we have been. Um, you know, is but that that happened the next day. Again, the story hadn't published. And I think the fact that two scouts lost their jobs and whatever people learned through other means about why, not the Washington Post, that set off a, a very disgraceful mania on social media, speculating about the story that was to come. That's a topic for another day, because um, I'm trying to keep your thread. Um, the and then. Maybe we had ninety percent of the reporting done. We 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 had we had more information come. We presented them, and then Larry Michael, the longtime voice of the team, announced he was resigning. He was stepping down the next day, and then the two executives you mentioned, um, Dennis Green and Mitch Gershman, had left the team prior. You know, for for other reasons. One one um, was uh, involved in the cheerleader scandal. Um, but, but they each, so, so they, they were
2: gone.
3: Uh, so I'm sorry. Now I've lost, I have lost the track.
2: <laughs> no, that's uh, exactly what I was asking. And I will, I will follow up on the cheerleader scandal because we've mentioned that a couple times. First, a word from our sponsor DraftKings. They have brought their expertise to legal sports betting here in the U S you can rest assured funds are safe and secure. This week, the return of baseball. Place a pregame bet at least $25 on your home team. For every home run they hit in the game, you'll get $5 worth of free bets. New users get a signing bonus up to $1,000. Not only baseball, we got golf. We've got Premier League, MMA, and more. Head to the app now. Check out all they have to offer, player props, live betting, and more. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use your code ROSS, all caps R-O-S-S. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter the code ROSS when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER on Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Was this a Costa Rica trip where they were with uh, clients, customers of the team, and private viewing sessions or topless? Or if you could remind the the, the listeners of what happened then, and then, of course, as you mentioned, the follow-up, with the same game plan we seem to be seeing now with an internal investigation by a law firm, et cetera. And what came of that back in 2018, I believe.
3: Yes, yes. So, but I do want to say at the outset, Julie DeCaro is an outstanding sports writer. This story was broken by Juliette McCurr at the New York Times. Juliette McCurr, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) but they're both outstanding. I apologize. apologize. No, it was, was, shout out to both, but um, in the cheerleader, Scandal that was the New York Times ranking story, and I believe Juliet was was um, certainly primarily, I think, solely responsible for it. So yeah, you you recounted it well, and we certainly looked into it to it as well. And I think there were broader tentacles, but but the essence was um, one of the executives invited valuable customers, you know, suite holders, the, the high-end people to to join the team on a junket. And just like you would, we're going to a playoff game, the team might organize flights and arrange a trip. Um, this particular junket was uh, organized around the annual photo shoot of the, the, the team's calendar. So at some point years ago they started, I think a, a lot of teams, for all I know, it was a cowboys idea, but there's a, they feature their cheerleaders in a, in a calendar. It, it's like a swimsuit shoot. It, it apparently makes money.
0: Um, so
3: the photo shoot for this particular uh, calendar was gonna be in Costa Rica, and I think it was sold to the high end donors. you know, come enjoy Costa Rica go to parties with the the cheerleaders and socialize with the cheerleaders. I mean, so there was nothing, I mean, it, it might seem kind of creepy, but you know, there was nothing outlandish about it. It's like, okay. But um, you know, the accounts of what happened that that some of the cheerleaders came back with, you know, that they were not on board with at all. So there were some, some moments where they would be topless um, whether that was, planned to be topless, but sort of a coy pose, you know, but they realized that these customers were like there for that. That was, they were being offered for entertainment and there were parties. They were being offered for, 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 you know, entertaining uh, the clients and, and then it, yeah, I'm, I'm not really adding much, but, but there is, Sort of a second level of cheerleader. I can't remember what they call them. Maybe team ambassadors. Mm-hmm. It's it's for people who who might want to be cheerleaders but haven't quite made the final cut. You could be a team ambassador. So you the Redskins like to to dress them or the sales execs, you know, pretty scantily and have them socialize with with the suites, go around to the suite holders and. You know, some it's just, hey, you know, our, don't we love our team? But some some of the customers seem to think that came with the right to paw them, squeeze them, you know, just cross a line, cross a line. And and this was obviously a marketing uh, strategy that, that the business side thought would be effective because the team, the product on the field is not exciting anyone, let's face it.
2: And after that, there was, after the reporting by the Times, there was a review?
3: What the team came up with, it took them a while to say, yes, this is inappropriate. Um, but, you know, they were going to hire an outside firm to come do an audit and and see where this went wrong and, and advise the team going forward. Um, and it certainly sounded like a good response, like a, a proactive response. And it certainly seemed to satisfy any concern the NFL office had about, you know, an embarrassment for the league. Um, and I'm just hard pressed to remember what, what came of it. I, I haven't made a point of studying the cheerleaders outfits. You know, did they, did they wear any more clothing than they used <laughs> to, you know, has it become a bit more modest or um but I, in in short, I I am on solid ground in saying there was no systemic change about um, the role of women in this organization. Are they um, candy for us, you know, enticements for our customers? Are they, you know, meaningful members of a team in which we're all working together with equal respect to get to a Super Bowl? I mean, we there are several NFL teams when where you go into the building and you do feel that each person is valued and respected whether you make 30,000 or 300,000 or 3 million and people make eye contact respect one another and there's great pride in the team's achievement that has never been the vibe in in my 8 years covering the team there sadly and there have been some outstanding people who have worked for that team in that time this is not a reflection of the people who get chewed up and spit out
2: there. And what do you think is going to happen now? I mean, we have this Beth Wilkinson, respected attorney, uh, being hired to do an internal review. Sure. Uh, Those who have been around this a long time, like yours truly, uh, know what seems to be ahead. We need more diversity. We need more inclusion. We need more HR. We need better treatment of women. Come to harassment training. But do you think there will be a catalyst for systemic Mm. change within the organization through Mm. her or through some other means
3: well i don't know her i certainly know her by reputation and she is no joke i mean this is a a, a really good move it's also true that her client is the team you know (laughs) she's not an outside person i mean she comes from outside but she's being paid by the team to report on the team um so you know I'll certainly learn I am quite aware of uh dozens and dozens and dozens of former <coughs> female employees of the team and I will become aware how many of them are called and actually sought out like what was your experience? you know yes. I, these women are kind of curious I mean already they're like my phone isn't ringing yet you know <laughs> I, I would like to speak to her so so there is that level let me let me organize my brain a little better um so what will happen uh if you're an optimist, you would say the team hired Beth wilkinson very serious lawyer uh the NFL has made clear we're aware of what's going on um you, you got to feel the eyes of of fellow owners and and Roger Goodell on you if you if you are aware as an owner um Ron Rivera came out very strong. You know, I'm not putting up with any environment like this. You know, I have a daughter. Not going to happen. Uh, Dan Snyder issued a statement, and then he and his wife sent an email to um, internal to to employees. Uh, and I I don't know Coach Rivera personally. I've never covered him, but I've been around long enough to know that people I respect feel he is a very strongly principled. Good man, good person, good to players, good to others and and uh, so and I would say the same for several coaches who have come and gone in that building. So you can't so much fault the steps the team has taken here in the last couple hours, uh, although I would fault uh, the owner for failing to somehow apologize right. in right. any of his statements or even express empathy or I mean there's a million ways you and I could draft a, a more heartfelt statement that said anyone whose experience was not great I regret that you know and, and we want to make you hold and we apologize none of that so that so but other than lack of apology they they haven't so much put a foot wrong um But I have seen, you know, on this the other side, which is the skeptical side. um, That's not just because I'm a skeptical person, but because I'm old and I've seen a lot, and 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 seen a lot of this team. Hmm. There have been there have been many coaches who have been promised total total freedom, total latitude, build the team you want, do the draft you want. Please change our culture. And, and it's, it's yanked out from under them very quickly, you know, build the team you want, but not the quarterback, you know, do this, but you know, don't, don't, don't pick the first or second round draft pick. You know, just they're undercut, they're undercut. And and Mother Teresa could, could not find the time to change the culture if she's supposed to fix the product on the field here. You know, the, the product on the field, I believe they won three games last year. They're not close. They're not close. So, you know, he's a human being. What, what are you expecting? You don't have a team president. You don't have a GM. All of this falls to Ron Rivera, who's also supposed to be in charge of the response to social justice and racial justice um, come with a new logo, new imagery, and a new name. That this is all on his shoulders. Um, and I, I am not sure. Having met Dan Snyder when he was 34, and I believe he's now 55, I've not seen personal growth as <laughs> it relate. Really, I don't, you know, we're not pals, but I certainly have seen firsthand and studied closely uh, his his ownership of the team and i'm not seeing a lot of change or growth or development so i'm very skeptical that there's going to be meaningful change systemic change it is it is implausible and and more importantly than what i would think i also think it's telling that the to circle back to almost where we started the three co-owners who have so many perks perks that most most people could only dream of right. as well right. as a printing press of money have reached the conclusion it's not worth it. I mean, what does it take to make you walk away from that? What What would it take?
2: I guess to, to, to end this discussion, we know everything we're talking about. He doesn't, he meaning Dan Snyder, doesn't seem to have many allies with the team or even with Washington fans in general or the region. You know, I told a story uh, last week that, I have a good friend whose daughters play with Dan and Tanya Snyder's daughters. you love, love this Liz. He went to pick them up at the house. Saw Dan was coming home. He said, he said, Hey Dan, thanks for letting my girls play with your girls. Really appreciate it. Dan Snyder looks at my friend, guy in his fifties. says to him, I no joke. It's Mr. Snyder. (laughs) And my friend says, what? It's my name is Mr. Snyder. Now, what kind of person does that? I mean, I mean, are you kidding me? My question was, I got off track. Do you think he has do you know I don't know I, I, I'm in a position to know, and I don't, whether he has champions or support in the league, with other owners, with a commissioner? Is this, you know, we know what's going to happen with the the internal investigation. There's going to be no major penalties coming from his own lawyer. But people are suggesting he could be forced to sell like Jerry Richardson or, you know, which I don't think is going to happen as you don't. What do you think is going to happen from the league, if anything?
3: Um, you know, I I think based on where things stand now, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing seismic. I, I don't think this rises to the level of forcing him to sell or, um, but, but to start with some basics that probably your smart listeners know, but, um, you know, to for the league to move, to, to take any action, it takes a three quarters majority. So that is three quarters of 31 fellow owners taking an action that I cannot see. I mean, they they too are businessmen. They too have been sued many times. Right, There's, right. excuse me, there are some businesswomen. You know, they don't get in each other's face. They don't tell each other what to do. Um, they, they they run their own ship. Uh, you know, they will, much like the name change. I mean, when and if they feel it in their pocketbook, um, then it, it'll be a concern. It, it, that's the alpha and omega here. When it hurts them financially, they will get involved. To some extent, yes. If if you're the visiting team, your share uh, of the visit of the gate is down. You know, if you play in Washington compared to what it was, that's not a huge hit. But say he refused to change the name, he's losing all his sponsors. Um, the league sponsors, Anheuser Busch, whatever you you know the the cohort. Say league wide sponsors say we're out. Um, say it's it's broadcast partners say. Right. we're not right. saying the name. I mean, big, big corporations bailing on the the league because of what's happening in Washington. That would get their attention, I think. I, I don't think it's anywhere close to that um, right now. Um, so there's that. Um, in some ways, I don't think it's a problem necessarily that he's losing his three business partners. I mean, it, it, I would be devastated just because there's three exceptionally accomplished men. And, and that's that's a great thing for anyone. But as we know, all the league requires is that you have one controlling partner, one man. And and that means at one point it meant you had to own 51% of the team. I think the percent is down. You could update us. But that is Dan Snyder. So his, his he's not threatened. He doesn't have to own 100% of the team. He doesn't have to own 60% of the team. He doesn't have to buy out these guys. That's not his problem. They're the ones looking for buyers. So his his control, his ownership of the team is still intact, with or without these guys. But you know, how much erosion of the fan base is? Are we going to see the stadium is still one of the shabbiest on every metric of fan satisfaction? It's at the bottom. There's no new stadium, certainly not before 2027. For a whole nother podcast worth of reasons, um, I'm not sure that is ever going to be realized in 2027. I find that increasingly hard to believe. So it's not a place fans want to go. Um, it's not a product they really want to cheer. It's great for Eagles fans um, and and Cowboys fans who live here. So I I, I think the you know I, I I think there's also a deeper level. Of, of a sign of trouble that may get the league's attention. And I imagine it probably already has. And bear with me, because it's a bit of a leap, but actually it's not. It, it It's what I would call opportunity cost. Um, and I may be using the business term wrong, but so the league has 32 teams. It's, it's, it's important to the league to have a really strong, proud, successful presence in Washington, D.C. politically. It, it would be good for the league that the team in Washington, you know, the owner's box is the place to be for every politician, every lobbyist. You know, the league does not really welcome regulation about concussion issues, other issues, whatever issues they're going to deal with. It's the, and they they've Benefited from a great presence in Washington, not only Commissioner Tagliabue having you know roots here, but you know it it was our lifetime that it it was a big deal to be a guest of the of the Washington Mm -hmm. team, a big deal, and that meant top lawyers, top politicians. It is not a big deal. It is not. uh, It has lost so much cachet. We can look at numbers of attendance, but it has lost a lot of buzz. And I think if 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 what's going on in Washington were happening in some smaller markets that were less pivotal, it, the threshold would be different. But I really think smart people in the league um, have to think about what are we losing um, because the everything about this team seems to be being squandered and diminished and devalued here. Um, and if you want to say Ron Rivera is the change agent of all time, all right, let's go. But um, I've seen that play run before. And I, I, it's like a a 50 gut that I think I've seen before. But um, we'll see if it works. And uh, God bless him, because I, I, you know, I would like things to succeed. And I'd like him to be happy he took the job.
2: Well, this has been great. I just want to leave on this note, after reporting, which is now, I guess, a few days old, what has been your experience with your inbox? <laughs> and and also, uh, I would assume this story is not going away anytime soon, and you are having continued uh, reaction and reverberations from it. So tell us about that, if you would.
3: Sure. Um, so my coworker, Will Hobson, and I have both received um, a lot of texts, um, well, a lot more emails. We're, we're easily found, um, and I doubt any, if many, NFL teams have as long a list of former employees as this one because people are fired so often, and and so the the turnover, the turn is huge. So there there's a long, long list um, uh, of of women who have worked there. We're hearing from men as well, you know, former employees. Um, Many are saying, thank you for writing this story. You captured my experience and I'm not able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, some are saying, thank you for writing this story, You, but you haven't scratched the surface. It's, it's far worse than you realize. But I can't help you um, because I've signed an NDA. Many of these people we're hearing from have signed, been forced to sign the non-disclosure agreements that you cannot speak disparagingly of the company. Um, some. Signed upon hiring, some signed upon firing, mm-hmm. um, and when I say forced, for a twenty something making thirty thousand dollars, if you're told you don't get your two week severance if you don't sign this, I, that's a forced. You know that that is uh, a choice that a, a lot of these women could not make, um, so they they feel uh, very bound by the NDAs, uh, and some who don't have NDAs are scared of the owner and the team just because of the clout and the power and the tentacles. And they are so young in their careers, they don't have the luxury of just leaving it off their resume. And they shouldn't have to leave it off their resume. They should be proud. You know, I had this job with an NFL team. It lasted two years and not have to pretend like it didn't happen just because somebody's going to say she was garbage. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of real stuff that they fear. So, yes, we, we are doing our best to... Speak to all, listen to all. We have no desire to write the same story over and over and over, but we also feel, um, it, you know, it is our job to, to have the best sense possible of how pervasive, how normal, how far did this extend? It is important how, how many women, um, were affected. And again, I'm hearing from men who, um, I was there. I saw this happen. I feel guilty you know i didn 't do anything i didn 't say anything you couldn 't say anything i couldn 't go to hr so it 's a bad chapter in the work life of many young people um, and and I do not think that the story is about five men losing their jobs um, that That was part of the story, but I think um, this happened because of a, a choice not to have a legit HR department in, in a narrow sense and a broader sense of a workplace culture that has been like this year after year after year, where it is just seen as an entitlement of male employees that women are to be treated this way. They're sort of your diversion, your plaything, thing, and um, you can curse them out if they... Uh, don't get you uh, something you need fast enough. Uh, call them an effing idiot or, um, or or tell them they need to to wear a tighter dress because it would help with the business meeting mm-hmm. like that was
2: normal. And what method of accountability do you see ahead besides the review from Beth Wilkinson?
3: For the team, for the owner, you mean for the whole enterprise?
2: Or the The the
3: systemic
2: change. Is it hiring HR people?
3: I mean, even if you you really think this was a nothing burger and, you know, it will pass just like the cheerleader thing, like it's some media fixation, you know, no matter how hard you are, there should be a lesson here for your $3.4 billion company that the PR hit you took That could have been avoided, perhaps, if you offered some training. It it's worth spending. uh, I don't know what an HR professional uh, salary is, but you know you need to do that. That's common sense business. Um, And and I've also learned that there were executives in the building who tried to get that done and were smacked down. Um, So it's not like my idea by any means. Um, So accountability. No, I don't think I'm I. I don't think anything here rises to the level uh, that it did. Uh, it's not at all related to uh, the San Francisco 49ers ownership situation that had to do with gambling years ago when gambling, the the league was very sensitive about that. One of the owners um, was involved. So lost his team, but um, and in Jerry Richardson, that was behavior by an owner and I'm not, I'm still not convinced he was forced to sell. I, I I I know Mr. Richardson pretty well and I I mean it was related, but I think he chose to sell because he who knows. But it you know, it led to his selling the team. Um but he, no vote was taken kicking him out of the league. He he made the choice to to sell the team. So no, I can't see this particular Story or, or what we've been able to describe is a lever that's gonna bring about league-enforced league accountability. No, but I also am not sure. Well, I, I'm, I know, in fact, there, there's a deeper story to be told. And again, the league is, is unusual in that they function as a collective on a lot of things but they also let owners run their teams. Right, so right. I go back to accountability when it starts costing them, when it starts costing them um, or literally in the bottom line or massive PR hit, this is costing us or we need, we, need a, we need better representation in Washington.
2: With that, I'll let you go. What a great hour, Liz. Thanks so much. Time flew. You're great reporting it with Bill, did. with Will. And uh, I think we have a good sense of what you uncovered, and we'll keep following it, as I'm sure you will, as your inbox continues to fill up. <laughs> following well, your
3: story. He, well, yes. And, and I, I'm remiss in not acknowledging um, the 15 women who spoke to us, and uh, particularly the one who felt strong enough to do so on the record, and the two reporters who, who did. Um, and all those who who took our calls but didn't were too afraid to share their stories. Um, so I, I hope uh, in each case their current job, next job, is a better job.
2: Thanks so much, Liz. Really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thank you, Andrew. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Business Who Sports podcast, the birthday edition. Happy birthday to me! Appreciate all those who follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. I put up a birthday picture from my triathlon yesterday. Appreciate my producer extraordinaire, Brian Neal, my son, Sam, doing the music. He's now pursuing that career in Los Angeles, California, moving cross country. Rankings on Apple podcasts are always appreciated. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.
1: You promise your child they can chase their dreams and become who they want to be. But college is expensive. Our promise is to help you save for college today and every day, worry-free. YouPromise.com lets you save extra money for college by doing the everyday things you already do. Save when shopping online or even at the grocery store. Link any college savings plan with the free YouPromise account and watch your child's future take flight. Sign up today at YouPromise.com for a $30 welcome bonus. Start now at YouPromise.com.